Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right. Welcome back. Um, I'm excited. And, um, you know, I excite easily. Everybody knows that. But I'm more excited than usual um, because I'm bringing back Mr. Mike Major, who we talked about, who we talked with recently, sorry, um, regarding his his journey in the physio world and his software called Clinic Dash. And I want to welcome you back, Mike. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so Mike and I talked offline last time after we recorded our conversation and talked about, you know, there was so much more. I think you guys, if you, if you listen to it, I mean, sit through this, that's fine, but I highly recommend you go back and listen to our first conversation um, and just look for Mike's, Mike's name in the titles. Um, we talked about how can we continue this conversation? And the cool thing is, is Mike went back and we kind of went back to the beginning, the front desk which we all know my love of the front desk. And I love talking with someone who values the front desk, who I will say understands the front desk's role in a, not only a successful business, but a successful patient journey. And because of what Mike's doing with Clinic Dash is, right, how do we measure that success? So Mike and I are gonna take that on today. And I think there's gonna be a huge amount of value to those of you listening who are thinking about doing this pre-arrival slash front desk work um, because you'll have better context about how to measure success. And, you know, I ask, I get on, Mike, let's jump right into this. I get on yeah. calls with clients who talk about the front desk and they don't, they, they look at the front desk as an expense. And I'm like, hmm, you know, so, so then you go back to their only measurement of their front desk team is how much it's costing them. Great. Yeah. What you have any thoughts on that? I mean, just what yeah, it, you talk to and what you decide. I, I see the same thing. It looked it, people are talking about going to VAs, right? So virtual assistants oh, to yeah. help out. Yeah. And that stuff is there's a place, but I me personally as a clinic owner, I don't think I'd ever go that direction, at least not at this time, maybe years down the road, but I value the front desk too much, right? The the, the front Well, there desk you go, right? Desk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The front desk is the first person that contact is in contact with a potential client and the last person they see on the way out the door. So they can make or break your experience. They guaranteed they can make and make or break your experience. And it's the difference between converting a lead to a client, right? And making sure that that lead is actually your lead, your client, the one that you want to see that your your service or your clinic is going to want to serve and serve for years to come, right? So one of the things I forgot to mention, Jerry, is that we value the front desk so much. Every time a physio starts working at the clinic, I pay them to spend a full week at the front desk. No they don't kidding. see clients. That's yeah, they awesome, don't see clients dude. for the first week. They hang out at the front desk That's and hang awesome. out and just see what the front desk is all about. Learn it, love it, appreciate it so that they can see how essential it is to make sure that they respect them, communicate with the front desk, all that stuff. You know that I didn't know that that's, yeah. that's, I mean, it has to be done. And 
I want to share with you a little story that fits that perfectly. So when I was rolling out this work in my own business and I was kind of stumbling and bumbling, and I knew that I had to look at the front desk differently, manage them differently, measure them differently as far as KPIs and metrics, and maybe hire differently, is I created right my client's journey. So I was like, okay, we understand that. And by the way, when I started doing this, there was no Facebook ads, there was no social media stuff. So it was pretty easy to uh, to tag the marketing side. So we looked at where do our patients come from? And then we looked at every step in the journey through a successful journey. So we put it all together. I'm meeting individually with my team. I'm putting stuff together. I'm meeting with my partner. The day we put the graphic up, of our patient's journey. And it was simple. It was simple. It didn't right because it was the big steps. And then we baked the systems into the steps. When I rolled it out to the, um, I love this story. When I rolled it out to my team as a whole, everybody, the whole company, I'd color, I'd colorized the journey. Not because I, not because I don't want to realize the impact was going to be, but I just thought, hmm, we need to distinguish these steps. I want people to be able to look at this and know where a person is in their journey with our business and who's in charge of it. When I took a step back and looked at it, the most highlighted and the most colorful, the red, we just made red the pre-arrival process, was the most steps in a patient's journey, right? And that was the front desk. And then the providers were orange and the provider step said evaluation and course of care. It wasn't like mapping out. So theoretically, they had these two orange squares. The front desk team had five squares on there. And then post course of care was like four. So of the total, the front desk owned more steps than anybody else. Now, here is the impact. And the reason I wanted to share this, that day, from that day forward, I can't measure how. I just saw it because I was working the front desk. I was taking the phone calls. So I was engaged with them every day. The respect for the front desk team completely changed the day after we rolled that out. So the providers being introduced to the work being done to put someone in front of them was finally shared, and I put that back on me and nobody else, right? The providers finally understood the work and the energy and the time and potentially the money going in to put someone in front of them. And that dynamic, that team, that culture dynamic completely changed. So I know that was a little bit long and drawn out, but I want everybody to understand that, you know, I stumbled into this and it was just sharing back to making people understand what the other team members were doing. Now, we double back. If you think your front desk is an expense, why would you have anybody spend any time with them or appreciate the value? You said value before I did, yeah. which I love. Appreciate the value of where they fit in that journey. And that's awesome. I mean, right away, right? Right when this person starts, they understand that this is important, important enough that I'm getting paid to sit at the front, but I'm the provider. Yeah, you're getting paid to sit at the front desk so you can learn what the heck's going on. Yeah, You know, the conversation, they get to hear the conversations, all of it, right? Exactly. It's about appreciating what happens to get that, for that person to make it to the clinic and for a client to arrive at the clinic. How much work is that? That's a ton of work of what's your name? What's your injury? Showing empathy, 
making sure we get you with the right provider, telling you that provider is the right person for them. Or if they have questions, we don't even realize how many emails, calls, people just calling and saying, hey, am I going to see this person for sure? Is it, is that, I'm just checking, I'm going to be late. I'm, is that going to work? All these things things that are happening in the background, we don't even appreciate. And then after that course of care, the plan of care is completed, right? Then what's happening? Do they call and check in? Or do they have a question about something else? Who's coordinating all that? And who's coordinating? There's a difference between coordinating it well and not coordinating it well. And that could be make or break for, again, I'm all about slow growth for the clinic, right? I'd love to grow quickly, but growing quickly is potentially not sustainable when I want to serve a community well for long periods of time. So sustainable growth is that. You treat people really, really well, and someone communicates with them really well, provides value every time they call, if it's from the smallest thing of, oh, I forgot something at the clinic to, oh, can I get an appointment? There's, if that value is always there, that's sustainable growth then. So let's build on that. So we're going to, right, because I want people to hear sustainable growth. Okay, cool. I get it, right? I'm a clinic owner. I want sustainable growth. Cool. Let's go. Let's grow. It's like, whoa, whoa, back up. Let, let, let's, let's go into the weeds a little bit. So what you said, right, they're, they're going to sit up front. So let's go back to this. They're going to sit up front. They're going to hear phone calls from new patients. They're going to hear phone calls from existing patients. They're going to hear post-course, what I call post-course of care, people conversation. But all this is systematized and documented so that we know the results of the process so that we can either not touch it, <laughs> we can improve it, or we can potentially ditch it and start over again. But yeah, it's documented, it's trackable. There are metrics to be metrics to be measured. And that's exactly because that's what they're doing during that week is they're listening to all these conversations. But then the front desk is is showing them, this is how we coach a call. These are the words we use in coaching a call. Because the providers are going to at some point have to do a fall off call call or a completed care call or something. Yeah, so the front desk is even training them. So the front desk has purpose now. They own the situation. They feel like there's not this power struggle of, oh, it's the providers, right? They've got all this education. It's not that. We I want the front desk to make sure that they're in this and they're the quarterback, right? The the they're the quarterback of all operations in the clinic. And they know that. And the providers are starting to learn that. And if they're the quarterback, then the provider can just make sure they take care of the person in front of them where the quarterback's dictating everything that's going on, right? I think that. Boy, oh boy, there's so much. Here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know. I no, no, there, it, it's I'm good stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, no, because what I want people to hear is that they're coordinating, right? Their role. They're coordinating the clinic. They're co- yeah. coordinating how you people take are a step back. They're actually coordinating the clinic. Now, I'm going to say this again, double back to my story. I shared. You can't, you can't fully value, understand, embrace, and leverage it until... I'm going to go out on, I'm I'm going to say, until you know this patient's journey, right? And that is, I go back to that all the time because I stumbled, you know, I basically fell into all this stuff backwards. So I get to look at, hey, how did I get here? Oh, well, I got here, right, by understanding that end result. But I didn't know, right, when I rolled out the fucking patient journey, I was like, what do we do next, right, at the time? But when I when I review over and over, the value of understanding the journey will then bring you back to understanding the roles that each of our team members play in what I call patient and business success, right? And it's all that's where we're we have focused roles. So 
everybody has their role at certain part of the journey and they all know each other's roles. So that's the military stuff I bring back where in oh, the that's good, army, yeah. yeah, in the Canadian army, if I, if you're in a group of seven people, you need to be able to know what everybody does. So if something happens, you can do what the other person does. And so the same thing at the clinic, other than treating and direct on healthcare provision within the operations and the SOPs of the clinic, everybody knows what everybody else does. So if someone's sick, someone's having a bad day, your team's always up here because if someone's not having a great day, you can help lift them up, right? And that's that shared responsibility, knowing what everybody's doing. So now you get shared support, shared empathy, all that stuff across a team. That's very powerful because now you've got a team that helps each other, supports each other and wants to be there for each other. And I would say, isn't that, so anybody listening to this, isn't that the culture you would strive? Who would argue with that culture in your business? So um, I want to throw another word in here is culture is, right? You just heard Mike define it. Mike Mike gave a, right? Mike gave some structure and um, some, should we say, ob objectiveness to culture, which I love. And that is your culture. And so let's go back to the beginning. If, by the way, it doesn't matter if you're interviewing a front desk person or a provider or a billing person, because in my world, they're all going to go through, right, the same thing. They're, they're going to sit with everybody, at least some bit. And if I bring you in for an interview, I like doing, you know, so what I like to do during the interview, let's take this one step further, is I bring them in, I show them that patient journey, and then I say, look, here's your role. So again, it doesn't matter who you're looking at. But the cool thing is, again, no matter what their role is, they're seeing the other people on the team. And then I might bring up during the interview process how these other team members, how we fit together. And what you're actually doing is you, you have a visualization of your culture as you're telling them about the culture. And so visually, we see it, we hear it, right? Maybe we ask some questions. So now we can process this word culture instead of just going and see this list of core values, which are important, but saying your core values or your culture, there's no proof. Here's the proof during an interview process that gets someone to go, hmm, I like this. I want to work in this because let's face it. They're going to have to see patients. They're going to get paid, right? So how are you going to differentiate yourself as an employer, not only as a business and draw clients in, but how are you going to differentiate yourself so you can get, quote unquote, the quality hire, the person? I always say two things come out of this. Some people just want to show up and don't want to be held accountable. So this will, right, they'll self-select out. Exactly. Which is cool. So I was like, it serves two purposes. If if I run it this way and I tell them they're going to go through all this, some people are going to go, not for me. And I'm going to go, cool. Thank yeah. you. You know, thanks for letting me know. Other people are going to go, this is what I want to be in. So it serves two purposes to understand the journey, define the roles, build the systems and SOPs. And then let's get into the metrics now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry. right. We have, no, no, no. No, no, I, I think people need to hear this because yeah. sometimes they won't appreciate well the metrics too. Yeah, well, and that's the thing because now we're talking about structure and there are, I've talked to clinic owners and I've talked to clinicians as well. And they're saying, well, all this structure really takes the emotion and the individuality out of it. And I say, well, my, my thing is it actually does the opposite because all this structure, 
lets you make sure that you can be who you need to be to be an individual within that structure, within the team, because the value you bring to the table, the reason when we talk about the clinic, for example, the reason you work at this clinic is because we know you will complement the team and your strengths as an individual complement the team. And that's why we've hired you. So, so instead of saying, look, it takes all the emotion out, it's actually, no, we're creating more. Again, yeah. if you know your role on the team, if you know everybody's going to support you, how I don't understand how that could be a bad thing. Exactly. Because you're not struggling all the time trying to figure everything out. You can be yourself because you like where you work. You've got structure around where you work. Everybody's supporting you to make sure that you're having the best day you can have. There's nothing stopping you from being yourself and bringing yourself to the to the table every day, right? To the clinic every day. Yeah, it's interesting. And you said another great word, structure. Um, it's interesting how we, and I'm going to speak for myself because I did it, right? I didn't have the structure early on and I was growing and I was adding people and I, you know, and I'm growing something. I don't know what the fuck I was growing. Um, and, <laughs> right. But, but you're sitting across from people, they'd be a great fit for the team. And I look back now and I go, what did that mean without the structure? Yeah. Cause you don't know what now, that is. Now yeah. you know where someone fits. And back to my interview thing, people are going to self think about this. People are going to self-select out because why? Because they don't want to be the individual in a structured system and be themselves. They want to disappear. And that's okay. Again, I'm okay with that. But that's not what we've developed here, right? There are way there are a lot of jobs out there to do that. And that's okay. Show up to work, do your job, go home. Hmm. Is that going to yeah. feel here? Maybe, maybe not. You get to make the choice, right? Do you yeah. want the accountability? Because with structure comes what I say objectives metrics and accountability mm -hmm. and we'll get back to metrics. <laughs> yeah so get back get to back the metrics, metrics. So, okay. and, and let's keep it on the front end um right so again and this is cool this is where the patient journey starts I mean it starts a little sooner but right we talk about this front desk the entry point to the business I call them a revenue generator I call them right the again the entry point to the business is what I call them so right that term alone should make you go that sounds important. And I'm like, yep. And I'm, I love Mike's. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I definitely did. I always ask my whole team, who's the only person on the team? Every patient sees twice in one visit <laughs> the front desk, right? Coming in, going out, dude. Yeah, exactly. So the metrics here, if we have yeah. the structure, if we have the accountability, we have this journey mapped out, then everybody needs, right? we need a measurement of success every step of the way, right? Right, right. So we start with, we measure every call, every contact really, because it's not only the calls, because you can get contact via email, you can get contact, we do forms, right? So you can get walk-ins in person, you can get phone. So we contact, we type our types of contact so that we have, instead of just a call log, we have what we call a contact log. And that contact is typed by the type of, interaction now, hold on type you mean different types of contacts you different get. types different of contacts so in per, in person versus over the phone and on the web right and then down the road you can include text all that kind of stuff as well and so we type the type of contact that you have with that that person and then really what's going to happen at that point is there's going to be different types of purposes of that contact they're either going to want to talk about an appointment it's going to be something personal it's going to be a vendor 
or it's going to be someone that's calling you to ask questions to a consult. So we have four different reasons for a contact. And so then we type it. Once we've typed it by the type of contact, we type it by the reason. So now you're starting to see these patterns that you can start. And, and this is in this is in the clinic. Uh, it's in clinic dashboard, dashboard, correct? You got oh, it. Cool. You got it. Sorry, clinic dash dashboard. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then once you've got that, say for example, they're coming for an appointment and they have a question about an appointment. An appointment could be: is it a first appointment, reschedule, cancellation, um, or just booking an appointment? Right. So they're book calling a treat to book a treatment. And so then we type that again for us for a subtype of appointment, first appointment, cancellation, reschedule, treatment book. Now that lets us track our reschedule rates, our cancellation rates. If it's a first appointment, we go even deeper because really when someone calls you for a first appointment, if a lead calls you, they're going to ask three, there's going to be three buckets that they're in. They're either going to ask, can I get an appointment? They're going to ask about the type of service that you have. Or they're going to ask about payment information. Do you do direct billing? Do you take my insurance? So we type that call by the three different things. Now this, we're not asking, hey, what insurance do you have? That's not our how our call goes, but that's how we measure it after the fact. And so now we've got. Pause one second here. Yeah. So I, I want people. I want to take people back to the context because it may sound like a lot right now to people, but there is value in every single thing, right? Because I've set up. Right. I've set up systems and structures to measure all these things. The beauty of what Mike's talking about, it's all one place. So I don't want people to get lost in, oh, my God, where are you tracking all this? This is the beauty. And it's all drop downs, right? Yeah, it's all so literally, literally it just freaking click, click, click. Yeah. And, and then it, the it value of this and you already alluded to it. I want people to understand the value of it at this one point in time, you may not think is important until on day 28 of the month, you see your drop-off rate has increased by 10%. And you go, why? Now you have one place and you can break it down, right? Yeah, and okay. you can break it down. And so in Clinic Dash, you can break it down by the clinic and it also tracks. So if we go back to the start, it tracks who was the callee, who was the person having the interaction. So you can see performance based on the type of contact by the individual in the clinic. Now that's how we're measuring individual performance at the front desk as well. And that's all. So that's cool time. because again, if we're going to value this role, if we're going to understand this and right, PTs all get held accountable for whatever cancels, visits, whatever billing, we've got to do it with the front desk to truly get the, um, to truly create this patient success and business success. Every team member has got to have this, no matter how, Big or small, we think that role is. Yeah. And so now, say, for example, we're back at that first appointment and someone's looking for an appointment. We've typed the type of questions they're asking. Are they asking about appointments versus in payment versus service? And then we're also looking at who, who the referral source was. So now imagine you can take all this information and you can type that by referral source. So you can start to say, hey, these referral sources are asking weird questions or they're not converting as well or the, they don't know the value. So somewhere along the line, I'm not delivering value before they even come and call the clinic. So now we're getting way ahead, right? And we're going back to our marketing. We're going back to what our network's saying, how are we communicating with our network about what value we provide? So you, everybody else thinks, oh, we have an arrival problem. Oh, my front desk isn't doing a good job. It's like, might be. Way higher than that, right? Yeah. That's what I used to do. I love a great example of this. When I first set up a contact log, I had like two months straight where I was getting 
So to be an A referral source in my business, you only had to send us five people a month, right? Because we were broad. I had, I kept, I'd go through the call log, right? I'd see leads, right? Scheduled, arrived. And I'm like, hmm, look at, and I'd look, sorry, I'd look at referral source. And by the referral source, by the way, people, this could be marketing, it could be anything. At this time, it was mostly doctors for me. And I, this doctor's name showed up five times and nobody converted. So, right? And not a red flag. It's just a huge, okay, got to get on this. So what I do, I got in to see the doctor, got in to have a conversation to fix that, right? And if you're not tracking this. Even now, right? Are people talking about what you do? And are you getting to see the right people that are your, are your client that value the service that you're providing? Or are they sending you the wrong people even, right? You don't know, but now you can measure it and you can figure it out. And then we take it a step further from there and we also track the day's wait. So how many days did that person have to wait to get their initial yeah. assessment? Because yeah. yeah. once yeah. we see, yeah, it comes back to you. Now we're seeing how they contact us, right? If it was a repeat or a referral word of mouth, they don't mind waiting a little bit longer because they've got a strong recommendation. But we're looking at the referral source, how many days wait, and then do they arrive or do they end up being a cancellation or a reschedule. So now we can look back at, we, we can figure it out. So at the clinic, we figured out that if someone has to wait more than three days for an initial assessment, they've never met us before, no connection. They're a cold lead from social media or from Google or whatever it might be. The likelihood of them coming to the clinic, if they have to wait more than three days is lower. So we have a process in place to make sure that they, they arrive. So um, yeah, let, let's pause there again, because I want people to understand the power in the value aka dollar associated with knowing that because i train front desk people so currently actually just this week hey jerry i want to use your training but you know i need a 60 percent. so check this out dude this is during because i want people so this is what people are thinking and i'm not doing this to bash business owners i just want you guys to understand how the value of using clinic dash as this tool gives you this information instantly, literally, once it's entered, it's there. So okay. I, had a, I had a, I had a, I had an owner say, in order to justify this investment, I need a 60% conversion rate. Can you do that? And my response to it, I just typed the email out last night. My response is, have I done that for people? Yes. I said, but I'm going to teach you the process. I can't control you the quality of your leads without seeing a lead contact list of where people are coming from and what your conversion rate is currently. Wow. I can't promise you 60. I can tell you all a lot of my clients do. But back to this, if we're tracking this, we know lead quality. By the way, we can measure lead quality in different ways, not just are they going to arrive or not. It's how do we manage if you always tell people people are like oh i get my leads through facebook through through my website through my calls i'm like okay we got set up three different intake processes mm -hmm. the basis of the conversation is the same but right if we know because we measure facebook leads have to get in i'm going to make a number up within 48 hours then when your front desk picks that up or makes that outbound call you already have that data they know it so guess what? Your conversion rate goes up. Why? Because your front desk knew how to manage this type of lead. This is the information 
that you get out of the, to me, that this is really, and it took me a while to understand this side of it, right? I was doing the lead tracker because I just want to know who called and how many people got scheduled. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that was step number one. And anyone not doing one. that, that's right. Yeah. And yet yeah. everything you do and every line, sorry, every column, because I was doing it on an Excel sheet, yeah. every column became its own value add. And now, and I'm not saying you add 30 columns, because if you think about what Mike said, that's information. By the way, I listen to calls. I listen to hundreds. I've listened to thousands. I've taken thousands. I've listened to thousands. People are sharing this information. Whether your front desk is documenting it or not is a whole nother story. If they're sitting in front of a sheet, an intake sheet, sorry, an intake tool, and they hear it, they just click, right? So yes, they know they have to get it, but that listening and oh yeah, and then I saw Dr. So-and-so told me to come see you. We don't, so click, click. You got the referral source. And by the way, you might even put who came, who told you to come see us, right? Exactly. Or didn't, or told us to go somewhere else. Well, right? that's a thing, right? So in Clinic Dash, you can go that step further. Our, we have a comment section where you can put extra things. We've standardized within the team to put certain phrases for certain types of leads or certain situations. So it flags the provider. And you can, in Clinic Dash, create reports that way where you can filter those comments it's really smart. It can filter any comment within any sheet and it creates a report for you if you standardize some of the comments. So it's done that to the next, it takes it to the next degree that way. Let, let me, I, I want to take this quality of lead thing another further and the value of measuring it, this stuff through Clinic Dash. I want people to understand this because I've run into this all the time. Where should I spend money on my marketing? So let's say, so this is always funny. Jerry, our, our Facebook leads right? Are only converting at 30%. It's, it's not successful. I'm like, how do you know? Well, it's 30%. My first follow-up question is how many people are managing the calls and are they all following the same process? So let's go back to Mike's, let's go back to Mike's example. If, if you, if you learn that Facebook leads have to get in 48 hours, all the people who answer the phone, the one or five, are trained in the same exact conversation, the same exact process, and you're holding them accountable to it, and you run a Facebook ad that converts it, you know, and you're getting people on the schedule less than 48 hours, and people aren't converting, then you know that's legit, probably something you're going to want to shift away from. But people, this is what baffles me, they invest all this money in ads or something else, and then they kick it to the curb because it didn't deliver. Yeah. And I'm like, but were people following a process? Did you do that? Well, no, no, no. But we only converted 30% of them. And I'm like, you have no idea. That's not a marketing issue. That's a sales problem. And again, what I love is let's go back to the example Mike gave. If we know the process is get the Facebook people in 48 hours, everybody's trained the same way. I don't have to go back to my friend S team and go, did you do this right? I look at the results of the ad and I get to make a business decision based on the high value employees managing the first phone call. Yes, yes. And again, uh, I want to go back. It's all in a dashboard. It's just click, click, click. And the reports run themselves, right? Exactly. You know, it's all available. You got, it. you got it. And then the next thing we do is if a lead doesn't convert, then we have a win back tool where you can set a customizable notification period. For us, we like to use 24 hours. So the next day, another person, someone from the clinic calls back, 
says, hey, were you able to connect with someone to help you for this, this, and this? Or if commonly what happens, um, if someone has, for example, a situation where they need to refer to another clinic or whatever it may be, then we say, hey, were you able to get in contact with them? Were they able to get you scheduled in? And if not, we take that a step further in providing value. And we've had people that we didn't convert but then they say, I'm going to tell my neighbor because my neighbor needs physio. And then that, get dude, that, that, that right, <laughs> right there, so much value there. <laughs> and it's, it takes us 10 minutes, maybe at the most, right? To make that call, maybe provide a little extra value there to do a follow-up call the next day on a lead that didn't convert. Hey, um, so if I enter a follow-up call in clinic dash for, I'm going to make a number up, 48 hours later, does it task me? Does it remind me to do it? Yes. Yeah, you get a notification and the notification comes up and then you have to action the notification and it tracks if you've actioned the notification as well within the contact log. And so that means you took you took action on it one way or the other, right? Exactly, exactly. One way or the other. Or you pushed you. it or you made the call. But again, there's accountability there. Yeah. See, this is what I love. Uh, so if we understand the front desk delivers value, then we have to set them up for success. Again, we have to know the objectives, right? Manage elite step number one. So again, the tool, right? How many leads did we manage, right? Are we managing the leads? And then the click downs, which set up the next steps for them to be successful, right? Right now, right? I mean, I'm, I got people doing most of this manually, right? documents that don't track no software I, i'm going to argue i've seen a lot of stuff i'm going to make a statement that i'm going to claim is true which means it may not be but i i have not seen a tool in physio in healthcare that will do the work that mike just talked about for with his tool that he came up with clinic dash and I cannot overstate the value of the efficiency of how it's set up because the the tracking of this and the ROI on it is just insane. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we've talked about, right now we got winbacks. We were talking about understanding the process we have to set up to get the Facebook leads on the schedule that we can only know when we're tracking. Hey, why are we losing all these Facebook people? Well, look, they're all scheduled seven days out. How many of those people arrived? Hey, wait, look, everybody who was scheduled within two days, the arrival rate was 50% and the seven days out was 30%. Holy shit, we have to, right? We have to fix that. We got to I mean, and you see that just click, click, click. Literally, literally. You can customize, you can filter, you can do whatever you want. There's reports. You have all those options within there. It's, I'm biased, but it's beautiful. It's easy to use. Yeah. And then the other thing, so we've talked now about the lead process coming in. We also track that, for example, an existing client, an existing plan of, plan of care, say they call. Oh, so do you tie it back so you can tie it back to, yeah. So, yeah, okay, call, go on. If, yeah, they yeah. Call, if they call and they want to, they, they need to cancel appointment or they reschedule, now we're starting to measure the front desk's ability to get someone from a cancellation to a reschedule, right? To keep them on the schedule. And we're measuring that. And so now all of a sudden, instead of getting a high cancellation rate, you're making sure people are rescheduling and making sure you're keeping your reschedule up, you're keeping your schedule utilized, and you're tracking your front desk team's ability to do that. Now that's the lifeblood of your clinic. Right? Yeah. So, right. So there's huge value here again in that whole arrive, pay and stay scenario that 
I talk about, yet there's more. Because so we're talking about a front desk person that took the leads information originally, could be the same person answering the cancel call or not. But but guess what? We know if it is, because what I'm hearing, and I thought Mike was going to go. So there's huge value there, right? That's money in the bank today. That's money saved today. That's money earned today. And it's already money you're going to spend anyway, right? Right. It's, so I mean, that person the, at front desk. Yeah, there's that huge ROI with this system. And by the way, yet again, building processes that fit what results are we getting? So remember, we control the process, not the result. So if we're looking at the result going, shit, that's not the desired result. I got to change the process, not chase the result. Right. The other thing, though, I thought you were going to say, and I like is, so at the end of the month, I'm going to go back and look at the, right, is there a trend to people canceling back to yes. referral source, back to whatever, right, lead source, back to how quickly they got scheduled. I'm going to look for those trends, too. And you That's where I thought trends. you were going to go. Oh, yeah, that's funny. funny. I mean, there's that immediate impact, but again... Yes growth of the bit right everybody wants growth everybody wants scalability so you can't be chasing cancels and drop-offs so uh -huh. so you set up a system but like i like to tell everybody when it calls me and says i need your help with cancels i go do you want management of the phone call or do you want to prevent it all together right mm -hmm. so if we have the data if we have the data like you're saying of the cancel tied to that person by the way maybe it's tied to the per intake person yeah, it's tied. And so what we do is we have it for our front desk. Anybody that's front desk, they have it tied to their scoreboard, their scorecard. They log in, they see what their reschedule rate is, right? They see what their conversion rates are, all that kind of stuff. And that's all customizable within Clinic Dash. But then you can go into reports where it shows you how you're converting on your leads based on overall referral source, the question they ask, all this kind of stuff. So then you can start to see trends for individuals. So for example, we had... Um, a part-time hire for evening role and they were converting on information a front desk calls. front desk you're talking about yeah, front, front desk front yeah. desk and they were converting on information calls at 27 percent, and the average conversion from information call for the clinic was 74 percent. and so we pointed it to our operations lead who manages the front desk she turned around in four weeks and now that yeah, see and, and that's the beauty we we don't fire her we don't fire them we just go, what's different, right? I And by the way, right, I just as an example, if I saw this, I would jump on, I would listen to a couple of recorded calls of them. I would listen to a couple of information because they're tagged, so I can go back and find them. Information calls from the high performer, information calls from the low performer. I'd make some notes. I'd probably have a conversation and maybe I'd align the high performer with the low performer and say, do some training and here's what I want you to do and here's your, right? You got it, yeah. And it works beautifully that way because it's right in front of you. You can make the decision all laid out. Yeah. Here's the other kicker with all this work that I want everybody to understand. I've been in this long enough and I've, it's, it's proven itself a hundred times over. The work you put into what Mike is talking about, Mike and I have shared to this point, the work you put in delivers a greater ROI than waiting. So what I mean is the impact of measuring the front desk, training the front desk, holding the front desk accountable will diminish drop-offs, will diminish cancels, 
will diminish no-shows. Again, let's go back to the Facebook example. If your friend has no-shows, so put them on for 48 hours before, there's greater success that goes straight to the bottom line. By the way, less cancels. If I know I get them in with 48 hours, they're going to show up. Okay, my no-show rate goes down. Now, so the point here is that people call me, want to manage no-shows. They want to manage drop-offs. They want to manage cancels. And they're not doing any of the work that Mike said. I'm like, we can do it but we got to go all the way back to the beginning and we got to start documenting. We got to start training. We got to do all that because we can chase cancels all day long. I'm like, just send me a check. I'll cash it. We'll pretend like I did some work because your cancel rate ain't going to change chasing them downstream. Exactly. So that's where you start measuring the providers as well. Right. And the provider. Yeah. Well, then we're different conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so the ROI and, and you know what else I found out? And you're right. Again, remember how this conversation started. Everybody knows the work everybody's doing. So it's all connected, right? So we take information that we're gathering on the first phone call. We give it to the providers. We make sure they understand expectations, what were set, what the patient said they want met, and we're setting the providers up for success. So we do all that. Well, let's go back to the front desk. Again, the ROI of working with your front desk team is far greater huge gap meaning an ROI versus a provider because I'm gonna I'm gonna state that and I've stumbled into this before with just working with the front desk I've seen clinic side excel with doing no work with the clinical side yeah if you have an average clinical team that's that's average you take your front desk and you make them great all of a sudden that average clinical team is hitting it out of the park they're banging great point great point and we've gotten to the point i've shared this a lot where we've over leveraged our providers we we, they're leveraged enough and i don't care what country you're in by the way mike and i had this conversation um before we start i don't care what country you're in everybody is trying to over leverage the providers they're leveraged let them do the work they went to school to do which means let's get the front desk trained let's understand the value let's put the systems together let's get the tracking in place and we've talked about all this so that your that your providers can be the what they went to school to be and magically less cancels let's uh, by the way i and i'm of the um i'm of the belief that less cancels less drop offs less no shows leads to less burnout right yeah so i mean it was going to come back to the front desk anyway, but yet I, I want people to understand and to hear that th- this is the value builder. This is the value growth. This is the ROI that you cannot get anywhere else in your business. And if we want to put it bluntly, take what you're paying your front desk, train them and watch cancels, drop-offs and no-shows go down and do the math there, or take what you're paying your providers, train them, watch cancels, drop-offs go down like a percent and then come back up again and wonder what the fuck the ROI is there that you're never going to get the ROI with what by training adding a clinic uh, by adding a metric dashboard clinic dash right a an accountability I call it an accountability tool really is yeah just keeps everybody honest right and focused yeah I think this is huge and if you truly if you truly say you want to grow a business, if you truly believe in wanting to scale and then grow, there, there is no successful company on the face of the earth that isn't documenting, measuring 
their patient's journey and the steps along the way. That That's all we're doing. We're telling you what other successful businesses do. Right. And we don't do it in healthcare for reasons I'll never imagine. So Mike has done the work for you to go look. I know you might need some help here. So I put together a tool to make a lot of it easier. I said it earlier, I'm still got people doing some of this stuff manually, right? And sometimes that's the biggest pushback and the biggest resistance. People are ready to do the work, but they're double and triple entering stuff, right? Right. And then you get errors happening in spreadsheets and all that stuff. Well, and then you just get errors and you get non-participation, <laughs> right? right? Right. Probably the biggest, you know, the biggest, not error, but the biggest issue is like, how many leads you had this month? I think. And I'm like, oh, shit. What do you mean you think? Yeah. I'm not even tracking, right? Yep, yep, yep. But then you have the complaint of, I don't make enough. Back. Well, right. Well, and then here, let's do this real quick, right? If you understand the value of your friend desk team, if you have ways to track their KPIs and their accountabilities that relate directly to patient success, so patient metrics, right? drop-offs, no-shows, cancels, then you can better determine what to pay them and how to bonus them. Everybody's like, how do I bonus my friend S team? I'm like, well, we got to go way back here, right? What are we going to hold them accountable for? What are your right? What are your metrics that you need, right? All that stuff. Yeah. And then you understand the value of where they fit in this journey. That's what I love. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, right? It's all bonus front desk team based on the metrics that lead to a completed plan of care. I bonus the providers on what leads to a completed plan of care. So I break those metrics down to that bigger business metric and it makes them more coachable too right because the front desk wants something to grab onto they love things to grab onto when i talk to the people that I, <clears throat> that i coach and that i've worked with with the contact log the front desk is the first people to or first group to own that right? i swear they to god and, and I, I tell you there's nobody in the business that wants to wants to contribute more yeah. i've worked yeah. with providers i've worked with front desk people right they know the work it's always funny so I always start with, all right, write out all the tasks you're doing and it's just tasks after tasks. And then the follow-up question is always a killer. Tell me how it relates to patient success. Tell me how it relates to business success. And they can't, right? And so they're doing all this work and they don't know, right? And I mean, this is this is sociology, physio, physio, or not physiology, psychology, all of it, basic human, right? They're just on a wheel, right? So you got to give them purpose. You have to give them purpose, make them part of the value, make them res respected part of the team. And that's where, <clears throat> when we've talked about what we've talked about, where they're the quarterback, now they feel like, hey, I need to I need to help out here. If certain things aren't happening, they start to own the processes. And if healthcare providers are not part of that, they're not fulfilling the role. I have people on the front desk that are going to go back and say, Hey, you just didn't do a handoff or you didn't communicate well enough. Yeah, dude, just yeah, that, that's a great point. They, yeah. Right. And, and it doesn't become a, he said, she said, or a power move. It just, be, Hey, I need you, by the way, if I'm going to be successful. I need you to do this. Yeah. Let's serve the client. Well, right. And how are you serving that client? Well, continuity of care, the service throughout the whole experience. And so if someone drops the ball, if you're part of a team, you're just helping do this when you go, that was a that wasn't a great handoff or that wasn't a great job communicating while that person was coming in or coming out or something like that. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if you do this work, if you commit to this work, which 
Mike is making it easier to commit to, then you you will see the difference in your in your top line, and I would argue your bottom line because the investment is low uh, money wise, but the impact is fucking huge. And whether that flows your bottom line is up to you, but I mean, your top line is going to increase. There's no, no question. No yeah. question. No question. All right. How do people, um, so I assume you'll demo this for people and show them what, so you'll right. show them exactly what, what you just talked about, based, right? Based on, so there's so many things that Clinic Dash does that it can be similar to your analogy of drinking from a fire hose. So we focus yeah. on the first parts, right? What are their main issues and where Clinic Dash can take, can have a role there. And then as they get comfortable with that, then they add another piece and another piece. It's all there for them, but start slow. Cause I've working with people, I've seen it take some time for them to get all of this in place. And if you try and do it too quickly, it's too much change for the team, too much change for you. You're already, most clinic owners are already working at capacity, right? And so- So, yeah. So rather than not do anything at all, my friends, I would, right? So take it, take one piece at a time. Okay, what piece? Yeah. Well, we just explained where's the biggest ROI, the front desk. That's the entry point to the business. It's, it's, it's cool because, right, it's what I call the beginning. So cool, let's just start at the beginning. Let's start looking at the front desk. Let's look at the measurements. So you talk to Mike, you look at the tool, you have him show you the front desk and go, okay, how and when are we going to implement this? Because you're going to get the biggest ROI from that. And I'm going to tell you, if you start at the providers, you're not going to see the impact by any stretch because they're 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 like in this murky gray middle. But when you start up front, things you thought you had to manage before are going to change. So the biggest impact, I would say, is start at the beginning start with what Mike has put together through Clinic Dash for the front desk. And I'm going to argue doesn't exist out there in the physio world. And it becomes, right, everything's got a heavy lift on the front people. And that can't be the deterrent to doing the work. Because once you do the work, and once you see how it works, then the simplicity of just integrating it is, is, is a no-brainer on the free time that you get once you integrate it all because now you have systems you have communication you have connected team members you're not putting out fires your team is already seeing what's happening before you have to get to it so similar to what we were talking about jerry's when there was an issue at the front desk when we had a part-timer who wasn't converting as well on a certain referral source right or sorry a certain type of question for a first appointment i didn't have to take action i i talked to the person that's their lead their direct report right and I said, okay, this is what we're seeing. You take care of it. Let me know how it goes. And then if that's an issue, then I step in. So now it lets me sit back and take a look and work on the other things that are more important to me than putting out fires all the time. And then the impact of that work is going to be noticed immediately. Yeah, you got it. That, that's, that's the thing. I, that, that's, let's go back to where this all started, not understanding the value of your front desk. So that last example Mike just gave, it makes your life easier. And it also makes the impact financially to the business more, uh, shall we say, quickly. I don't like to say efficient. It just, right, the impact is going to come quickly. And you're not going to, by the way, right, because typically what's going to happen, you're going to fire that person, hire a new person who you're not quite sure if they're the right fit. You're going to train them and they're going to do the same thing. You can be in the same fucking place. 
Exactly, because they're working with the structure that you've given them, right? If you've got bad structure, doesn't matter who put who you put in that role. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, if you don't have focus roles, nobody knows what they're doing. Focus roles means that no matter what, if you have no focus roles, you're always going to be guessing on what the performance is going to be. So that's you got to get your house in order first. That's the same thing with marketing, right? I would rather spend tons. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather spend tons of time on coaching structure processes. No, so would I, dude. Yeah, so would I. And God, if you had asked me that 15 years ago, I'd have said, fuck no. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I spend more time than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then if your marketing gives you a way bigger return if you've got all the processes and structure in place around. I'm going to say, if you're not, if you're not using a tool like Clinic Dash, you are flying blind. Literally, you're sitting in an airplane, by the way, that can't fly itself. You're flying it. And you can't sit right in bad weather and you're fucking flying blind. Right. There's just, I did it. I did it for too long. And so I see it in other clinics and it's the same problem circulating around, right? Retrain the PTs, retrain the PTs. Why, you know, do your drop-offs, do your cancels. And I'm like, you want changes? We got to go upstream. I call it upstream. Um, We got to go upstream and start to connect the dots in the business that that's all we're doing and if you think about the the click through we're connecting the dots by the way your sales team is connecting the dots with the marketing so they're connecting the dots with downstream but they're also connecting the dots with marketing we yeah. we gave multiple examples of that reaching out to doctors facebook leads how are they responding this is a fucking business this is a successful business this is the difference between this is the difference between $500,000 and I'm not going to say a million. This is the difference between $500,000 and $5 million. So if you truly want to create this, oh, that's too big. But what happens if this thing was fucking making $5 million a year or making driving $5 million a year while you were working in it 50% of the time? Exactly. So this isn't about, you know, a zero more work, a multiple of, you know, 10 or a hundred times more work. The thing that got you to 5 million was understanding the front desk process and having the tools in place. It wasn't the amount of work, right? That that's, we got to get away from that, man. There's nothing yeah. wrong with sitting on a beach and monitoring, right? By the way, I, I have a secret. You can pull up clinic dash on your computer from a beach. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. And but it is, it. man. This I is the different, running. right? We were talking yeah. about this. I'm I'm, you know, doing a lot of work to look at my most successful clients, where they started and where they are now, right? They did the work to do to implement the understand the journey, implement the systems, implement the SOPs, understand the accountabilities, the objectives that needed to be hit, the KPIs to be measured. And then, by the way, it's all documented and it's all where it needs to be. And it's all easy to gather the info so they can make changes quickly. We're back to that 28% conversion rate. This is it. You know, so if you're listening to this and you got this far, um, bravo to you because you made a commitment that most people won't make. So now what you got to do is check it out. Yeah, yeah, connect with them. Yeah, you can check it out at clinkdash.ca. And you can set up a demo. Dot CA. These Canadian people. Cana- yeah, I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Your Blue Jays just took two out of three against the Dodgers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like I like Canada right now. Okay. 
Yeah, dot ca clinic dash dot ca. Yeah, and then you can book a demo right from there. Um, there's a calendar button right on there. You can book a demo. We can take it from there. And make sure when you um, get on it, tell them you tell Mike you heard this podcast, so he knows. Yes, right? Hey, I'll just take you right to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is good, and that's good, man. Just and then I'm talking to the person. You know, com commit to making one change, and that's the front end. And the beauty is that's where the fucking ROI is. I, we, I can't, I can't make this any easier for people. You know, yeah. this is yeah. it. No matter what, I circle back all the time. And don't forget it. I did it ass backwards for like 15 years. Right. And I keep yeah. circling back and, and I see people be successful doing this and I try to prove it wrong. No, what do we change elsewhere? No, what do we do over here? What's changed? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, it's the front end, man. It's the accountabilities. It's the value. It's the measurables. It's the dashboard. That's it. All right. I'm going to stop beating that dead horse. All <laughs> right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time yet again. Thanks um, for having me. Always an enjoyable talk. Cool. Yeah, this is good. All right, my friend. Cheers. <laughs>